very good morning to you all. We are happy to be with you again on your popular radio talk show, Nasco Moments Radio Show. Do you know where your children are at this moment? One major attraction in public service, despite its poor remuneration package, is the benefit of receiving pension after retirement. But over the years, such prospect has become problematic and uncertain in Nigeria. The failure of government to meet the pension expectation of retirees ends up shattering the plans of many as well as inducing economic trauma, which in some cases has led to fatalities. Indeed, many senior citizens who had no other source of earning a living after service had collapsed and died while on queues waiting for their pensions. It was in a bid to move beyond this tragic situation that the Pension Reforms Act of 2004 was enacted. As the name suggests, it was designed to address the failures of the old scheme, the defined benefit scheme DBS. In its place, the contributory pension scheme CPS was introduced, wherein both the government and the workers themselves are to save up a given amount of their earnings towards building up an accumulated funds reserve which the worker can fall back on after retirement. However, there are still issues that are yet to be resolved by the government regarding many retired civil servants. Why has the nation found itself in this sorry state of affairs? Why are the nation's senior citizens being subjected to such horrifying experiences after putting all their productive years to the service of the nation? What is the way out of the present situation? On your favorite NASCAR Moments radio show this morning, we will take a look at prioritizing pension and gratuity as welfare issues. To answer these and other pertinent questions arising from this topic, we have invited Mrs. Bisoye Gufwen to give us her thoughts and perspectives. Mrs. Bisoye Gufwen is the General Manager, University of Joss Consultancy Limited. She is a former banker, a financial expert, and a pioneer resource faculty at the Joss Business School. I'm Hudun Gyang. We'll be right back. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans deep stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Mrs. Bisoye friend, welcome to the NASCO Moment Show. Thank you. So tell us what pensions and gratuity are. Well, simply put, pensions is the benefit of long service in any organization. So after you've served for a certain number of years, it's what you're paid every month after you stop working when you're giving all your productive years to the company to ensure that you don't go hungry. And gratuity, as the name implies, is um, a gift of money over and above payment for service. So after you've worked for a long time and you're leaving, company deems fit to say, thank you very much for your services. Here is our gratuity to you. So gratitude being the root word. Okay. What is a pension scheme? And tell us how it works. Pension schemes are different from country to country. There are all kinds of schemes. So a pension scheme basically is just what um, 
any organization or any country has um, how do I put this now I want to put it in layman's language just something that they have in place to ensure that people who work don't go hungry when they can no longer work so it's a welfare package really and um, it behoves on the regulatory bodies the governments to ensure that these schemes work for the benefit of the older citizens okay so what types of pension plans are in existence in Nigeria right now we're supposed to have just one which is the one that comes the one you mentioned the contributory the, the, the contributory contributory pension that came about as a result of the 2004 reforms that were further amended in 2014 but um, we still have a lot of people who haven't gotten onto that scheme just yet like for example you will find most of the public sector is running that scheme because it's a government scheme it's prescribed by government it's mandatory um, a lot of the private sector also because they are regulated by the by pencom which is the body that regulates pension and um, later in the program i know you'll be asking questions about um, if you do not people who don't uh, go by the by the pension reforms people who don't do it what are the penalties and all of that so we'll talk about those later i know but it's regulated by government so some pri- a lot of private sector people also do the pension reforms so we're supposed to have just that one for everyone for to everyone, take part including of. states mm. including local governments including private sector public sector everybody but in but practice in, in practice it's not happening mm. and that's where the problems have been because it's not happening in practice okay and what are the differences between private and state pensions they're not supposed to be any differences is what i'm saying they're supposed to be the same but up until now i think only about 10 states if i'm not mistaken as of the last time i checked only about 10 states were on the new pension reforms all the other states are still running the old system they still haven't started paying the contributory contributory pension which shouldn't be why do you think that is the case <laughs> I'm not sure I should go into that <laughs> because I mean why 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 do why do things work in Nigeria? Mm. It's the same thing. It's just the same thing. The same issues that we're fighting about minimum wage and all of that. It's the same issues. Why are some states able to pay minimum wage and some states are not able to pay minimum wage? That kind of thing. So some states are able to pay the pensions and some are not. You know it's contributory. Mm. And that means that the individual pays 7.5% as at 2004 was 7.5% and then the employer pays 7.5% every month and all of this money is remitted to Pencom and then you have to have what they call a retirement savings account an RSA which is kept with the pension fund administrator that is authorized licensed to be a pension fund administrator i think pension fund administrators we have about 21 licensed administrators so every worker is supposed to have a retirement savings account with a pension fund administrator the money is routed through pencom and pencom sends it to the customer it's a long process mm-hmm. but it's a good process because it's there to ensure that by the time you retire your money is safe so the person who's administering your pension is different from the person who's keeping the money so that there's really no collusion and your money doesn't get lost everybody checks the other person pencom regulates all of them 
in fact all of us plus the employer plus you the individual the custodian and the administrator so your money goes there every month you're contributing 7.5 percent pencom is contributing 7.5 pencom is the pension commission Nigeria. Pencom is ensuring that your employer is remitting all of this. Your employer deducts your 7.5 at source from your salary. Your salary being um, your basic salary transport, the basic ones. And they deduct, send, and then they send it to your RSE where they begin to invest for you to ensure that by the time you retire, not only have you been saving every month, your employer has been saving, they've also been investing that money and making money from it for you so that you have some something pretty good and tidy saved up for when you retire. It sounds really pretty the way it's supposed to work. All right, then, uh, there's more to talk about. Join us again on the NASCO Moments radio show. Now fortified with essential vitamins and minerals. NASCO Conflicts, nourishing goodness anytime. Welcome back. This is NASCO Moment Show on Radio. Our guest today is Mrs. Bisui Egufwen, General Manager, University of Jazz Consultancy Limited. She is a former banker, a financial expert, and a pioneer resource faculty at the Just Business School. We are discussing prioritizing pension and gratuity as welfare issues. Um, okay, now let's talk about the regulatory. Is there a regulatory body that oversees uh, pensions and their operations in the country? And if, if there is, what are the functions of this regulatory body? Yeah, that's what I said earlier. We have PENCOM, which is the Pension Commission of Nigeria. They are set up to regulate everything that concerns pension and to ensure that employers are remitting their share, which now is supposed to be 10%, and the employee, you have 8% deducted at source, so that every month, 18% of your salary goes to your pension, to your retirement savings account. Pencom is there to regulate and be sure that this is being done by every employer. Some employers will deduct this money and not remit. So Pencom is there to ensure that it is being remitted. Pension is there to ensure that the custodians keep the money and the money doesn't disappear somewhere or somebody as usual with the Nigerian case that this money is safe it is insured and if, if it is invested it is invested properly in safe investments so to speak we have um, all kinds of investments but most of the ones that they're allowed to do is to be sure that they're safe as at um, December 2017 I know we had about 7.5 trillion in pension funds in Nigeria this was against a deficit of about two trillion before this pension reform act in 2004. So 10.33% of that is invested in ordinary shares. 704 is invested in FGN securities. This also helps our economic growth because you know economic growth is part of the factors of savings and government borrows from this month. Government borrowing at low rates 
So the money is pretty safe when it's investment invested with government. Our government won't go bankrupt, don't worry. And uh, 9.08% uh, is invested in local money market securities, 2% in state government securities, 2% in real estate, then bonds, mutual funds. I have a pension account. I have a retirement savings account. And a lot of times I get the text messages that tells me how much interest has been paid into my retirement savings account. And when I see the figures, I'm like, oh, wow, my money is working for me, you know. And over the years, I've seen it grow over and above my contribution. So Pencom is working. Okay. They are working to ensure that for those who are doing these contributions, your money is safe. And by the time you retire, you follow the, they have the, the ways in which this money will be disbursed to you. You follow all of it, you're pretty much safe after retirement for many years to come. All right, we've, we've heard about problems with uh, people's pensions. So what are some of the sanctions for a breach of the Pension, Pensions Reform Act by operators of these pension schemes and public organizations as well? My problem with those sanctions, there are sanctions, but I don't think they are harsh enough to make employers ensure that they're remitting this money. For example, sanctions for not remitting money and pensions is just 250000 when you don't remit, and then 500000 every month if you do not remit. And then, of course, you know that before they get to that point where they put the sanctions through, it must have gone through a lot of years of um, back and forth, bureaucracy, and all of that. And then even after that, you don't pay. The only other thing is what? Naming and shaming. And then only after, except maybe um, the pensioners themselves group themselves up and go maybe to public service complaints commission, public complaints commission or something to go and lay their case and get somebody follow it up. Otherwise, the sanctions are not, as far as I'm concerned, strong enough for defaulters. And then uh, nobody's really following up to see that people are actually sanctioned. So um, in Nigeria today, most senior citizens go through horrifying experiences trying to get uh, their pensions uh, to access these pensions and even gratuity. What do you think is responsible for this? Um, those cases, uh, those pensioners who were working before 2004, before the reform, reforms came into effect in 2004. So a lot of them had their pension funds still being managed the old way. So because of that, we still have those issues that we were having at that time affecting them. That's why you find half the time they're asking them come for verification. If you ask me, that's because maybe somebody has mismanaged their funds, they're trying to buy time and all of that. But if you're under the new scheme, 2004, amended 2014 scheme, pension reform, reforms, you really don't have a problem. The, uh, I've walked into my PFA, my pension fund administrator, several times. There are desk officers. They give you good attention, they listen to you, they give you solutions to whatever the issues are. Once you get to retirement age, you're able to access 50% of your money immediately, of your savings. So let's say you have 5 million saved up, you're able to access 2.5 million immediately so that you can settle yourself in retirement. And if you have a business you want to invest in, even though I don't, that's a topic for another day, I don't, I don't um, advise anybody to start a new business at retirement. It never works. But you have half of that, and then they give you between 25% to 50% of that, depending on how healthy you are and what the actuarial sciences say is your um, expected, your life expectancy. 
because it is expected that at least for the next 18 years you have enough not to not less than 50% of your monthly salary prior to retirement that you're able to take home every month for the next 18 years so that ensures that you're comfortable so once you're under the new act you don't have a problem really with pension it's working seamlessly it's been working to, since 2004 the parts of it that didn't work government has reformed again hence the new act of 2014 all right then Today we're talking about pensions and gratuities on the NASCO Movement Show. And it's not over yet. We'll be right back. Ah, ah. Mama Shakara, eh? this your shabby city shine on. <laughs> and how don't fit? How manage? Ah, my sister. Now Brightex white detergent, oh. Brightex detergent not the fit cloth at all at all. And if they wash clothes clean well, well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and soap? No. You know the chop handle, I need good for washing machine too. Eh? Hmm. Mama Shakara, me too now. Bright text detergent I go to use to wash all my clothes now, so that I go to shine, shine and scent, scent and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> bright text white detergent, a quality product from Nasco. For your brightest wash, bright text. Bright text for the brightest wash. If you're just joining us, this is the Nasco Moment Show on radio. Our guest is Mrs. Bisoye Gufan, General Manager, University of Joss Consultancy Limited and promoter of Cake World Joss. She has been sharing her thoughts on prioritizing pension and gratuity as welfare issues. What are some of the options available to senior citizens in the event that their benefits are delayed after retirement or not even paid at all? Like I said earlier, it's, li- it's highly unlikely that that will happen under the new reforms. It's only those that had their monies under the old scheme that still have those kind of problems. And for now, the only options available to them is still public complaints commission, litigation, and whatever. But and moral suasion, so to speak, using the media to say, come to our aid. I've heard that there are a lot of um, radio shows now where people go to lay complaints and the radio anchors actually handle the issues and ensure that they get justice. Those are the kind of ways they can but let's say something happens. What else can you do? You just complain, go to Public Complaints Commission, and there's nothing else you can do. What you can do is take control of your life before retirement. Ensure that you take control of your retirement. And that's why this scheme is there. I'm not a promoter of this scheme. I just like the way that it works. I like the way it was set up. It works and it works well. I have, I mean, I'm a, well, I haven't benefited from it, but I have a retirement savings account and I've you know I've studied this act and I've seen it work it's been all it's been working for the last 13 14 years and the problems that it had has been taken care of in the 2014 reforms okay so really what specific recommendations can you proffer towards making pension issues more effective and beneficial in the country my my main recommendation like I said will be to Ask every individual to take control of their retirement. Don't leave it for anybody to decide for you. You check out all the pension fund administrators that are there. I've said there are about 21 of them that are licensed. Check them out. Ensure that you get one that gives good service. Make sure you have a retirement savings account. Make sure that your employer is remitting this money. You can always check that. In fact, a lot of them have apps where you can check on your phone to know what your balance is. You can tell from the alerts that you get the last time that your employer remitted your money or PENCOM. So the regulations and the way it is set up is such that there are a lot of checks and balances. Your money won't 
won't go to waste. By the time you retire, you're accessing 50%. Thereafter, you're accessing money every month. The only issue I have seen that most people have is the issue of gratuity. Because what this new reform did was basically it kind of threw away gratuity for most employers. Since by when you retire, you go to your retirement savings account and you get 50%, up to 50% in bulk. That is supposed to be your gratuity really. A lot of employees have been agitating, no, that cannot be our gratuity. Like in my place of work, we've had those issues. That cannot be our gratuity. We still expect the company to give us gratuity. Now, these are things that you have to discuss with your employers and have agreements in place. Not at the time you're leaving, you now say, oh, you owe me gratuity. No, <laughs> gratuity is a thank you. It's not mandatory, really. So it's something you have to agree beforehand. So basically, just take control of your future. Okay, so, but all these benefits that you've talked about are for those who are using PENCOM. But there are many states that not really using the contributory pension scheme. So if you are working in such a place and you're about to retire, what should you do? I still don't know why government is unable to ensure that the states are all, are all working with this new pension scheme. Because for us in the private sector, it's such that you can't even do anything if you don't have a PENCOM, PENCOM certificate. And you get a PENCOM certificate, you need three years in areas to be able to do any job for government or anything like that you need to have that certificate in place and to get that certificate your remittances must be complete and up to date so now why can't government tell the states we won't give you subvention if we haven't seen your remittances for pension or or something like that ensure that they have their um, workforce properly taken care of concerning pension because it's mostly states that have these issues they're not using the pension reform they're still using the old scheme so they're still keeping monies for their peeps for their staff and not paying as that went you a lot of those monies are not even there they've been mismanaged and whatever so that's where you have the issues so states need to be held accountable so instead of labor going around agitating for some things that i think are not really important agitate for your pension you find that there are a lot of workers who really don't trust the system. Uh, they've heard stories like from police pensions and so on, and they would rather not even join uh, the contributory pension scheme at all. You'll be doing yourself in. If you don't join the contributory pension scheme, then where's your money? Where's your pension? Where's your pension? Um, where are your pension deductions going to? And if they're not deducting, then what? What are you doing? What? Uh, what do you have in place for the future? Uh, do you have an insurance company that you're saving money every month? and having them invest for you to access the money when you retire. You need to take control of your future. Nobody's going to do that for you. So with the states, if the states are not doing it, labor has to stand up and say, look, this thing needs to be put in place. There are people in states who have retired for more than 10, 15 years, and they're not able to access their pensions because it's not contributory. They're not in the contributory scheme. And so it depends on when the government of the day decides, oh, okay, let me pay you your pension. And if they decide not to pay at all, you keep, you're just sitting there. People die trying to access it. It's really sad. It's really bad. But can an individual, a worker, uh, go to a pension fund administrator and say, I, I, I want to start contributing without, you know, the whole organization yes, doing it? Yes, that you way. can. Okay. Yes, you can. But if, like we were saying, the state, if it's the state, if your employer is not doing it, it will be hard to get your employer's share. But you can have your own share. Have um, 
have like a standing order in place where your money gets remitted to your pension fund administrator every month. You can take care of yourself and they'll invest that money for you. You sign the necessary contracts as to when you can withdraw and all of that. If you lose your job before retirement age and you're unable to get a job for four months, you can access some part of your money. They will give you money to ensure that you can tide yourself over. So it's, it's an insurance for yourself for the future. So it's important for everybody to take advantage of it. Don't just sit there and say, okay, state government is not paying pension. You can organize something for yourself privately. But labor needs to get up and ensure that for those governments where it is not happening, people are suffering for their pensions after they retire, labor needs to get up and ensure that this thing is sorted. Because tomorrow it could be you. So as we round up this con- uh, conversation, uh, what advice would you have to anybody who is listening to this program right now? Final words on this issue, especially those who are about to retire and we have also a lot of senior citizens who are hearing some of these things for the first time. What more would you like to say to them? All I can say is take the power. You have the power. Take control of your future. Ensure that even if your employer is not contributing on your behalf, you, you are contributing. You have a retirement savings account. Do your bit. Even if all you get at the end of the day is that bit that you are doing, it's better than nothing. All right, and on that note, we end the program. Um, we have been speaking this morning with Mrs. Pisoyego friend, General Manager, University of Jos Consultancy Limited, a former banker, a financial expert, and a pioneer resource faculty at the Jos Business School, who is also the promoter of Cape World Jos. I sure hope this discussion has been enlightening for you as it has been for me. Uh, we have to end the program here. Thank you very much for enlightening us on the program this morning. You're welcome, Hudo. It's a, such a very wide topic. I feel like we didn't do justice to it at all, but we can Some continue of the time, the time here if we get questions coming in. Okay, then. I hope this uh, discussion has been enlightening for you. Remember that you can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash NASCO group or on Twitter using the handle at NASCO group. You can freely send feedback on any aspect of this show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. Our NASCO Moments Trivia question segment is here. Today, we want you to tell us the answer to this question. In 1893, New Zealand was the first country to do what? In 1893, New Zealand was the first country to do what? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777. Include your name and location. On the program last week, we asked you, Ghana is located along which gulf? The answer is the Gulf of Guinea. Congratulations, Matthew from Rukuba. You'll get a call telling you how to claim your NASCO gift basket. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO. It was created by Unimark Limited Marketing Communications Consultants, Executive Producers, NASCO Marketing Department, Producer Harun Audu, Research and Content Development, George Palm, Surano Migadi, and Harun Audu, Production Coordinators, Solomon Audu, Surano Migadi, and Malo Silvanus. My name is Hudun Gyan. Thank you for being here.